Oh, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Barstool Coaches. It is Barstool Coaches episode 11 right now, which is exciting. It is a beautiful football Sunday. I am joined by my co-host, Peyton. Hi. And Luke, special guest. What's that? I guess. New co-host. New co-host? Whenever he's in. Triple co-host, triple co-host. Yeah. I just assumed he was a recurring special guest. Well, kind of, kind of, well, let's say... He's a co-host whenever he's in. We are all special co-hosts. Emphasis on special. (laughs) Especially for you. Damn. It's fucking burn. (laughs) Oh, I got a lot to talk about today. Um, Do we? Well, I've got got a lot to talk about with soccer. Oh, okay. And then, of course, we're all going to go on a tangent about football at the end. Yeah, because we have Red Zone on my TV right now. It's just muted Red Zone and Osweiler just threw a touchdown pass. We'll be giving you live updates on how football Sunday is going. I guess. Um, yeah, could do that. Nothing really big going on in sports for a week there. Um, I mean, something well, something kind of big, I guess, but that's in soccer. That's a little later. I want to get to that. I don't as know what it go. is. Oh. I'm the only one with the soccer jersey on right now. I don't know what's going on in soccer. Yeah, good job. You're in a Seattle Sounders FC, though. Does that really count as a – it's an Xbox shirt. Well, I mean, it's got the Space Needle. No, like, I know. Edgerton is pretty cool. Let's go, Sounders patch. It's all good. They have dope jerseys, all right. They do have really dope jerseys. Seattle, Seattle jerseys are always just really cool for whatever team. True. All of all of Seattle's team jerseys. Are I do like my Mariners jersey too. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we did last week, I'm gonna go through a power ranking section again. Nobody gave me any ideas for any other sports they wanted me to go over, so we're just gonna start with power rankings. Oh. The, the same four sports that I did last time. Um, <laughs> we're going into week ten of the NFL. Uh, Patriots still at number one. Cowboys still at number two. Raiders up from number six, according to the official ESPN power rankings this week. I fucking called it. Yeah, up from number six to number three. Um, and, of course, the bottom three, we got the Browns, the 49ers, and the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Those are the – the Browns playing Thursday night showed why they're the worst team in the NFL. God, I just – And Luke has something to say about that. I know. He has something to say about uh, their head coach. Yeah, not yet. I'll wait till we get to the NFL. Wait till okay, we get to the NFL, fair yeah. enough. I have a feeling Luke has a lot to say about their head coach. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the is, NH- is that the Broncos' first round pick? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, NHL going into week five. Uh, Montreal Canadiens sitting at the number one. Washington Capitals at number two. And the Chicago Blackhawks up to number three. Once again, I'm going to recede myself from this conversation. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just going over the power <laughs> rankings. Um, the bottom three teams, of course, the Vancouver Canucks, Arizona Coyotes, and Carolina Hurricanes. My cousin went to a Carolina Hurricanes game this week. And he said it was a lot of fun. And uh, that's good. It's good to know that even if they're the worst team in the NHL, they're still, you know, they're still fun. fun to watch. I feel like a, ho- a live hockey game is actually fun. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like live hockey, no matter what. I feel like hockey, regardless, is just fun. Yeah. Um, NBA going into week three. Or actually, week three concluding, Cleveland Cavaliers are still at the number one spot. The Los Angeles Clippers are up from number four to number two, which is good for them. The Golden State Warriors sit at number three to make up the top three. Um, Brooklyn Nets fell from number 25 to number 28. The New Orleans Pelicans are 0-6, down from number 26 to 29. And the Philadelphia 76ers are retaining their spot as the worst in the NFL. NBA. The NBA, NFL. NFL. They're the worst in the NFL, too. They're that bad. I mean, if you put them as an NFL team, they would be horrible. Sorry for the interruption. We had a minor uh, uh, audio difficulty going on. Yeah, I called, um, the, uh, I called the 76ers an NFL team and the, uh, the control. Yeah. It just it gave up. It was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Even yeah. that, it, it, I think it's, I don't know. I'll have to, fig- I'll, I'll have to figure it out after we... Anyway, anyway, um, week five of UEFA Champions League play, and Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona retain their top spot. Can't go with the bottom three in those because no one's going to have heard of any of the teams that I mentioned. Sure. Um, those are the official power rankings for this week, and by official power rankings, I mean the ESPN power rankings. But let's be fair; those are the ones that anybody reads anyway. Um, I saw another, I saw another power ranking that. Said the Raiders were not number three. They still put the Broncos at number three. Hmm. But well, uh, the Raiders kind of beat the Broncos. Go fuck you. Yeah, I know. Which is why I was confused. I was like, no, there's yeah. no way the Broncos are still sitting. I mean, the, yeah, there's no way they're still sitting above the Raiders. Yeah. And they pretty handily Broncos. beat the Broncos. Well, I mean, it was a ten point game, but don't fuck with the, the Raiders, man. The that Raiders defense was lights out for 
good portion of the game. Is that Bryce Petty? That's yeah. Bryce Petty. Yeah, he's starting to do. Yeah. Just to remind you, we're going to be giving you live updates to the games that are on TV right now. Yeah, Bryce Petty's uh, starting a quarterback for the Jets. Pretty cool. Pretty excellent. Yeah. All right, so I've been kind of hinting at it ever since we started. I've been hinting at it at Peyton for what? a little while. Um, I want to jump into the soccer thing because i got a lot to say. Have at it. Luke, um, you, Luke, you'll probably be able to throw some information in here. Yeah, Luke, Luke will probably be pretty good to come second with this. But the USA has fallen to Mexico in a World Cup qualifier match. And I have a tangent to go on about Jurgen Klinsmann. Jurgen Klinsmann was a championship player in his day, but he is not a championship coach. As a player, he won the UEFA Cup twice, once with Bayern Munich and once with Inter Milan. He won the World Cup with Germany in 1990 and the Euro Championship with Germany in 1996. The closest he's come as a coach, however, to winning any kind of champion or any, any big championship is in the 2006 World Cup as Germany's coach when Germany fell 0-2 to Italy. In 2013, he coached the USA to a CONCACAF Gold Cup victory and fell in the round of 16 to Belgium 2-1, which notably is the, lo- is the farthest the USA has ever gotten in the World Cup. Klinsmann, like I said, is not a championship coach. Championship is just as much a coach's game as a player's game in the sense that you have to get your players ready to play in ways that they're not used to playing. Um, I want to go off on a little tangent about the coaches because I, I you can't, you can't, Compare apples to oranges, but it's almost in the same scenario. I want you to think about Bill Belichick. We mentioned him a lot on the show because he's great and because you love to hate him, but Bill Belichick is tied for the most Super Bowl appearances. He's tied with Don Shula, who to anybody who knows NFL history is going to know Don Shula coached the Miami Dolphins to two Super Bowl wins, and one of those seasons was the perfect 1972 season. Right. Um, Bill Belichick is also tied for second with the most Super Bowl wins. With three, there are like four coach, uh, three or four coaches who also have three Super Bowl wins. But Belichick but has four wins. Belichick has three. Pretty sure Belichick has four Super Bowl wins. No, and I checked this morning. When I checked this morning and said that he only had three. Hang on, but regardless, um, yeah, because Brady has four four rings. Does he? Yeah, oh two, oh four, oh five, and fourteen. I want to say. Those are the years he won. Eagles, Rams, Panthers, Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. I know it's saying he's got six, but anyway, no, he's got he's got a he's lot. He's got six appearances and four yeah. wins. But he's got he, he's got four super yeah, so he's got four Super Bowl wins. So he's actually he's tied for first. Him and somebody else. Um Jurgen Klinsmann, as a coach, has never been to a su- a, to a championship of that caliber. Um, Belichick is seasoned in the way. Belichick in football is seasoned in the way that he has been to all these championships. He knows what to look for. He knows how people are playing. you got to realize if you're playing in regular season of any sport and you're, you're just playing to win a game, you're just playing to win a game. It's not the same when you get to a championship round. So when you get to something like the Super Bowl or the World Cup or the World Series or the NBA Finals, you're not playing to win the game. You're playing to win the championship. And you're going to have all kinds of desperation plays. You're going to have your A team on the field. You're going to have all of your hardest plays. Your, your plays, you know you can tire your guys out, especially in something that's only got one game. You know you can tire your guys out because they're about to have months to, co- to recoup. To repractice, you're not going to have to play that hard again in a little while. Soccer is different in the way that a lot of these guys are going on. A lot of these guys are going on to other clubs. A lot of these guys are coming from the World Cup straight into club play, which if you get far in the World Cup is a little hard because normally the UEFA Champions League is going to start around September, October, and normally the World Cup is in the middle of the summer. So you only have a month or two to recoup, especially if you hurt yourself. Um, but Klinsman, like... The, when we and I get that soccer is becoming more and more, much much more prevalent in the United States, but it's not going to stay prevalent if somebody doesn't light a fire under Klinsman and say, "Dude, you've got to start thinking like a championship coach." Like if you can bring the USA, who admittedly we have a lot of great players in that team. We have a few. We have Clint Dempsey, who I will defend as maybe one of the top twenty strikers in the world because the dude is insanely good, especially for where he's coming from. He played. He's played all over the place. He he's just excellent. He's definitely the best. He's definitely the best United States player. 
hands down he's the best United States player. Right. You know, when you've got talent like Clint Dempsey on that, when you've got people like Chris Wondolowski, who Chris Wondolowski, maybe not the most consistently good player, but definitely just a great, great talent to have, you've got to start thinking like a championship coach. You can't just think, I'm going to be the coach who's going to bring the United States the farthest in the World Cup. You can't just win a CONCACAF gold and be like, oh, great, I've got a CONCACAF gold cup victory. I'm a championship coach, just like I was a championship uh, just like I was a championship player. Like, if he can get to the third place with Germany, he can get to third place with the United States. Germany is a much, much, much better team. I will never, ever tell you they're not because they're my favorite soccer team in the world. But if he can get that far with any team, he can get that far with any team. It's just got to come down to he's got to coach the way he did. He's got to push these guys that hard. Um, you don't just you don't just get into a mantle like the United States, come and win a CONCACAF Gold Cup against Mexico, against Honduras, against all these teams, Guatemala, all these teams that that's the only sport they know or the, the biggest sport they know. You don't just come into these countries and say, oh, cool. We won, we won against all these other countries where this is actually a hugely popular sport and you settle for that. Um, and that especially brings me to my next, my next tangent about Jurgen. Jurgen's going to have his work cut out for him because so CONCACAF, which is the North American Federation of Soccer, has three or four spots in the World Cup. Um, the way it goes down for anybody who doesn't watch a lot of World Cup qualifiers and who just watches the World Cup is that each continent of the world or each region, rather, continental region, is broken into different confederations. And the United States Confederation is called CONCACAF. We have three or four spots, depending on how many teams from other, other confederations make it to the World Cup, and also depending on the format. Um, the top two teams from each federation is going to advance to the World Cup in Russia in 2018, and the two third-place teams will advance to the fourth round. In the fourth round, the teams will play home and away over two rounds, and the USA entered qualification for 2014, just to give you an idea, in the third round and played in Group A with Jamaica, Guatemala, and Antigua Barbuda. We finished at the top of the fourth round with 22 points. So basically, just to kind of put it in a little more layman's terms, in your confederation, you have got to be one of the top two teams or you are not going to go. That's it. You're not going to go to the World Cup. We have played in the last two at least... I don't know about before that, but we've played in the last two at least World Cups, and we did a really solid job last time, despite me lambasting Klinsman. That was a really, really, really solid attempt from our players. Tim Howard went down as I think I think Tim Howard in men's soccer became last year or became last World Cup the number one keeper in men's soccer, in men's international play. Um, right now the USA is in group play. It's the fourth round. We had a bye from rounds one, two, and three. And we're at zero points flat. We're going to be advancing to what's called the Inter-Confederation Playoffs. We need to be one of the two top teams or we will not be playing in the 2018 Russian World Cup. That can be a huge detriment to the popularity of an already, yeah, on the rise, but an already struggling sport in the United States. The United States, for the first time, has a competing team. Mm -hmm. And if we don't go to the World Cup, we may never see those numbers build up. And it, women's soccer, I mean, our women's, our women's soccer team is the best in the world, easily. Um, no one goes to those games. So if you boost the popularity of men's soccer, maybe women's soccer will get better when people start realizing, hey, I understand this game better. Women's soccer, our women's team is the best. Um, the playoffs will be November 2017 for us as the participating CONCACAF team. We will be playing against a team from the... AFC, not to be con not to be confused with you know the AFC and the NFC. Um, we will be playing against a qualifying AFC team, who's either going to be Japan or South Korea. Um, historically, South Korea has won forty of seventy-seven official matchups with Japan, but currently Japan is a better team because of their last seventeen matches, Japan won ten of them. Uh, it's not a huge margin, but it's definitely better, and it's better for us if we have to play against Japan because we are very good against the Japanese. Um, but if we don't win, if we don't win in November 2017 as the as the participating Concacaf team, we're not gonna go. We we've got to go to these world this World Cup. And falling to Mexico was a big, big problem for us because if we would have beaten Mexico, we'd be fine. Mexico is on their way. They're going to the 2018 World Cup. It's fine. Um, 
we we've got to get something's got to something's got to happen. And I can't blame just Klinsman because he's got all these coaches under him. But something's got to happen with Klinsman. Something's got to put a fire under him and let him know you've got to be doing better. You've got to push harder. You've got to get these guys. We understand Landon Donovan is out. You know he's not the only guy ever from the United States who can play soccer. You've got great great talent under you. You've got to utilize it. Um, I just I, I, it would it would really suck because I'm I'm always so so excited for the World Cup and the World Cup no matter what is going to be a big thing but when the United States plays in the World Cup the World Cup becomes this huge thing and they're you know and it's just it's a lot easier to get engaged when the people around you are engaged in a, in a in a sporting event like that especially since you know you'll be you'll be accommodated by you can go out and watch the game as opposed to just having to stay home and uh, you know if, imagine if you were the only one of your friends who watched the Super Bowl right. You know, it, it you wouldn't really, it wouldn't really be the same. And it's just been great watching the last two World Cups with my friends. So I just, I really, really hope Klinsman can pick it up and do something with this team because if we don't get in, I am going to be devastated. That is my tangent about soccer today. Luke, you have anything to add? All right. Uh, Chelsea is number one on the table in the Premier League, so everybody can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Premier League. Chelsea is number one though. It's yeah. pretty good. Premier League is a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. That's one thing I do know. Premier League equals scrubs. <laughs> Chelsea winning the Premier League is like MLS where it's at. <laughs> Chelsea winning the Premier League is like a Jesus know, Christ, like, Cam Newton. That's like saying Louisiana is the best college, and uh, uh, that's like saying LSU is the best college in Louisiana for, fo- for college football. Yeah, who are they playing against? Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Although no, Manchester United is also in the Premier League, and that's it's like Manchester City, Manchester United, and Chelsea. Everybody else is just garbage. United, from what I saw, they look pretty bad. They do look pretty bad, which is horrifying because they recently picked up Zlatan Ibrahimovic and who in, Yeah, and they also picked up Schweinsteiger. It's a name I haven't said on this podcast in quite a while. Schweinsteiger. I feel like you say that name every week. Every time we do a podcast, I didn't say it last week. Oh wow, that's a long time for me. I didn't, I didn't mention him. No, I haven't. Yeah. I, I didn't have a lot to say about soccer. I haven't got to watch like any. I uh, I just checked the tape. Well, I watched Premier League uh, live one day, and I saw that Chelsea was number one. And then uh, I didn't. I watched like some highlights, and that was about it. Yeah. I, I just saw that. Uh, it looks like they're they're playing better on defense. It seems like. Uh, because uh, David Luiz came back and like kind of gave a spark because a big part of the reason that they won uh, two years ago was because of how great, uh, specifically three players was uh, like Costa playing striker, Matic playing that uh, center defensive mid, and Branislav Ivanovic were all playing lights out, and then the three of them the next year were playing horrible, and. That's then. That was when they had the fear of relegation last year. Now this year, um, I don't really know how much better they all are playing. But uh, defensively, like Luis, Luis like brought back a spark that he used to have for the team back when he was on. Uh, I think he he left to go to PSG back in 2012 or something like that. And uh, also the uh, addition of. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. It's like Michelle Bat Batchier or something like that. New striker helping Costa out, and this this guy Conti he plays uh, he plays younger players, which is something Jose Mourinho would never do. That's uh, not good. No. Kyle Long Kyle is Long. being carted off. Oh no! But he's shaking everyone's hand, so I don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah, that's all I can really say about soccer. It's the only one I really pay attention to is uh, it's Chelsea, and I just noticed that they're they're playing better. Right. Um. I will say that yeah, you're right. This guy Conte is doing a lot of things that Mourinho wouldn't have done, which is good for Chelsea because Chelsea is an extraordinary team with lots and lots and lots of really great talent on it, especially with the likes of David Luiz. Um. But they are doing. I mean, Chelsea's doing excellent. They whooped the crap out of Everton on the fifth destroyed them 5-0 which Everton I mean Everton's not really a, a hugely a hugely competing team but I mean 
they're not so bad that you can just easily whoop them 5-0. So that was a very, very decent win. And also back to Man United. Chelsea destroyed Man United on the 23rd of October 4-0. Which yeah, they is did. massive. Um, so, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea may go all the way. And not in the way that Leicester City went all the way. <laughs> Chelsea just may go all the way. Because you got you got a pretty banged up a pretty banged up Premier League right now. That and like since um I mean you gotta think a lot of these dudes, a lot of these dudes are coming from your Concacaf and your Conmable. And right now Concacaf is going from their world I mean for, is is going through their world World Cup qualifier matches. And Conmable starts next month. I mean Conmable is next year. So that really shouldn't have a big that really shouldn't have a big effect on them. But I mean, a lot of these guys are doing other things, and that's the, that's the detriment of soccer. Because when you're watching football, when we're watching a season of football, those guys are those teams. That's it. That's what they do. Um, soccer is interesting in the way that you can you can watch like a you can watch a super important game, but if a player's contract says you belong to this team first, you know. So yeah. just to just to kind of put it in perspective, put it into perspective. Um, if Cristiano Ronaldo is called by Portugal and they're like, "Hey, we need you," but Real Madrid calls first. Depending on which one of his contracts says he's got to be there first, yeah. he's got to go with them. So, and that's the that's the downfall of having so many hats on one player. Um, nothing really going big in hockey this week, other than the power rankings, which I already mentioned. So, I think that's all my tangent on the sports you can't talk about. Awesome. So, Thank God. <laughs> to, okay. First of all, talking so much sports at one time. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck talking so much sports at one time. Uh, man, that throws me off. Especially <laughs> the ones I don't know about. That's all good. That's why I'm here. Um, watching Aaron Rodgers shit the bed right now. Well, actually, no. Aaron Rodgers doing fine. Watching his team shit the bed around him right now. Yep. Aha. And you have, you started Randall Cobb today? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Um, I have a whole bunch of events going on. I have ESPN right on, on right in front of me right now. Um. 8.32 left in the second. Carolina is up by 10 against Kansas City, who I also saw a third power ranking that put Kansas City as number three. Which is not fair because um, Carolina basically taught a grizzly bear how to play quarterback. So I watched him I watched him run up the middle for a seven-yard touchdown <laughs> just now. He's so big. And he carried 11 people to the end zone and <laughs> dove in. Cam Newton should have been something, anything other than a quarterback. He's dude, so big. A dude could play outside linebacker, and he'd probably be the, one of the best in the league. Uh, Denver up 10-0 above New Orleans. Ha. Damn it. Uh, Ellis, wow. you smoked Arkansas yesterday, which is football. I did see that. Ellis, you smoked Arkansas yesterday. 38-10. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's what I saw. That was the final score? I saw that was like the score in like the third quarter. Yeah, man. Arkansas, Arkansas is not bad. I mean. No, they were ranked, weren't they? Uh, like I want to say. Yeah, I want to say, yeah. So smacking Arkansas that good is a testament to an improvement by LSU after after losing 10-0 to Alabama. Right. Okay. 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 Do you think uh, Coach O should get that head coaching job? No. Ooh. He has no. He has no credibility whatsoever to deserve that job. Besides that, he's from down here and people want him. Yeah. And if one thing is true about. LSU is that they listen to what people from down here say because the whole reason why Les Miles didn't get fired last year is because of all the boosters. Everyone wanted, everyone wants Coach O because he's down the body boy. He hasn't done anything head coaching wise to prove that he deserves to be the head coach of a Division One <laughs> SEC school. And the fact that he ran Ole Miss's program into the ground. I think you guys are just salty because of Ole Miss. I like Coach O. Coach O's already doing a bad job. Salty because of Ole Miss. Chad Kelly's out for the season. I don't give a fuck. I think it's one of those things where I don't have nothing against the guy, but when he took over for Sarkeesian at USC, everyone likes to rally around the interim coach. Yeah. And that's what happens. It happens. That's why why, um, fucking Jim Tom Sula was a head coach for a year. That's why Mike Singletary was a head coach for a year. Everyone rallies around the interim head coach. I just think that uh, I'm probably caught up in that. I'm gonna be fair. I'm probably caught up in the whole just not wanting Coach O to be a bust after firing Les Miles. Well, yeah, I'm sure nobody wants him to be a bust. I mean, I don't even got a problem. Like, if he if they would keep him at the school, like as a coach, but like if they can go get it's like you said, if you can go get Jimbo Fisher or Todd yeah. 
Todd Harriman. You go get one of those. Paul Dabo Sweeney. Herman. Tell Dabo Sweeney he's got a job to do. Dabo Sweeney. Like, I, see, I don't think Dabo Sweeney's leaving Clemson. No, absolutely yeah, not. But I think, you, I think you can pull Jimbo Fisher out of Florida State, though. Even though uh, pull anybody out of Florida State, just remind him there at Florida State. Because I think he, he knows he's such a he knows the kind of coach he is, and if he can recruit in an SEC program, he knows he's got it made. And speaking of Clemson, lost to Pitt yesterday, forty three, forty two. Yeah, I saw that. Georgia beat number nine Auburn, thirteen seven. Saw that. And Iowa beat Michigan. Saw that. We and USC Auburn. beat Washington. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that either. So two, three, and four fell on the same day. The undefeated two, three, and four all lost on the same day, and Alabama beat who did they play yesterday? Mississippi State. They 50, beat Mississippi fifty-one to three. Fifty-six to three. Fifty-six three. I think yeah, I think it was fifty-six to three. So yeah, um, Alabama rolls on to the number one team in the country, <laughs> and it's not even close. I don't really think there's anybody that can compete with them. I think, honestly, I think Michigan was the only team that had a shot. Like I mean. Everybody can compete with everybody, you know, it's any given day. But the thing is, is that, like, like some schools come out to play harder than they do against other schools. So that's how I felt like LSU played against them. They only lost right. 10-0. I don't think LSU's ever going to get blown out terribly by Bama just because, like, they, you play extra hard. Yeah. But, like, as far as just talent-wise, I just don't know if anyone can keep up with them. No. But if there's a coach that's batshit crazy enough to beat to uh to beat them, it's gonna be Harbaugh, to me at least. I think Harbaugh would have a, a, a shot. He still has a shot. It's not like they're out of it. Thank God I didn't start Ivory. Um, I started Bortles. And also, uh, I just want to say again, Lamar Jackson still predicted to win the Heisman. Well, yeah, he scores eight touchdowns a game. I'm just saying. Usually, you, if you win the September Heisman, you don't end up winning the real Heisman. Yeah. Oh, do you guys know about the number 17 curse? Yeah, all the number 17 teams have been losing. Yeah, uh, it's eight weeks. Really? Carolina lost to Duke. Yeah. Wow. Now it's been extended to eight weeks. Did you see? I saw, like, the most cherry-picked stat. Uh, and it still reigns true. And it still reigns true. For the last seven decades... A year that ends in six, so like 2016, 2006, 1996, mm-hmm. going back seven decades, Georgia has not lost to Auburn. Uh, I'm just looking at that, yeah. <laughs> uh, at a year ending in six, yeah, <laughs> which is really funny. But that's the same. <laughs> I, it's the same thing with the LSU Alabama thing, though. I, I feel Auburn's a much more talented team than Georgia is. I know that, right? But Georgia came to play against. It's just like every year, Georgia has a way better team than Georgia Tech. But even if they blow them out sometimes, Georgia Tech always comes to play against Georgia. Yeah. Let's do some more cherry-pick stats. But I, I, I think you're kind of wrong. I think Georgia does have a more talented team, but it's all younger. I think they have, they a have really more poten- talent. They don't have more talent right now. They right. have more potential. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a better word to use. Jesus Christ, just fucking kill the guy. Um. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, another cherry pick stat that I'm I'm looking at right now, which is funny. After Clemson's loss, every FBS team has lost at least twice since the last time Alabama, Alabama lost. lost. Saw that. <laughs> That's crazy. Insane. I hate you, Nick Saban. I really do. Speaking of Georgia, Michael Floyd. Ooh, having a good season. Um, is he? Yeah. Sweet. I had another. I had another thing. I lost it. I had the notes written down, and then I lost my notes in the middle of the week, and I had to retype them today. Um. There's some one of the, uh, one of the some some the Ted thundering Daniel junior yeah the thundering herd who's the thundering herd Marshall. The, Marshall. Marshall Marshall yeah they are bowl eligible for the first time in cool franchise history right now wait Marshall oh they were yeah Marshall College they were they were eligible for bowl contention for the first time. I don't think that's true. No, because they've had some quarterbacks that should have played yeah, in the bowl game. Yeah, Rakeem Cato brought them almost undefeated. Yeah. I think they finished the season. Might have been. I don't know. It's something to do with Marshall. Or either that or they got beaten by a team who's... I saw UCF after not winning a game last year's bowl yeah. eligible this year. Yeah, they're, what, 6-4? and four? Something like that. Yeah. You know there was a shot that South Carolina could have won the SEC East yesterday? 
Really? If a certain chain of events would have happened, they could have done it. Can they still do it? Uh, no. But also, uh, Kentucky was also in contention. <laughs> At this point, the SEC East, all it is is just a. Uh, it, you, all you're doing is choosing who gets to go die an honorable death <laughs> against Alabama. Pretty much. I found it. It wasn't Marshall. It was Mount Old Dominion. Dominion. Old Dominion, Old Dominion. won over Marshall. Okay. And Old Dominion is bowl eligible for the first time in program history. So congratulations to them. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, when you guys said it, I realized I was like, it probably wasn't probably wasn't thundering here. Yeah. Which Here's is, another one. I saw Division Three Mount Union yeah. lost its first game in 124 games. Good God. Or it was something crazy like that. That's insane, man. Mount Union lost for the first time in forever, and it eliminated them from uh, Division Three playoff contention. <laughs> um, Let's see. Can, uh, can I talk about the Browns head coach now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on it. Let's do it. All right. Hugh Jackson has not won a game as a head coach in the NFL yet. He's 0 and they're 0 and 10 right now. He was 0 and I want to say 8 or 9 as a Raiders head coach. 112 regular season game winning streak snapped by John Carroll from Mount Union. And oh, sorry. Good. And I was a fan of him this year when he let Kessler, because Cody Kessler was one of those guys. He's a good quarterback, but he played for like USC teams that had a lot of, a lot of crap going on. I mean, their yeah. coach was an alcoholic while he was there and got fired for cursing up a storm at a like event or some some yeah, stuff it was like, like that. Like a booster rally. Yeah, and they had a lot of stuff going on. So I thought Kessler was very talented, and when he got drafted, I was like, I think, I think he could be like the contingency plan if RG three doesn't work out and. That's what happened. RG three's not working out. Well, he's hurt. Oh, hurt yeah. And he can still come back at some point this year. Can't yeah, he like still a week. He still can come back this year. And so the thing about Kessler was his stat lines were pretty good for the time he got to play. He had yeah. like he had like fifteen hundred yards, five touchdowns, one interception, like a seventy two percent complete completion percentage. And so then they said. This is what they said in a press conference right before the Thursday night. Well, not right before the Thursday night game, but like going into the Thursday night game, they said Kessler's going to start even though McCown's hurt. They say he's going to start because, like, basically you mean the re- McCown was healthy. I mean, yeah, McCown's healthy, yeah. and they're like basically the rest of the season is his audition to see if he could be the quarterback of the future. Right. So all right, cool, because the season's over for them. Like it's yeah. done. And at that point, they're zero and nine. Yeah. So, yeah, like, let him play the rest of the season. Ain't got nothing to lose. And so we were at walk-ons for the game. And I'm not just saying this because I played Kessler in fantasy football. Because I'm saying this because Kessler, we're, we're watching the game, and the Browns took a 7-0 lead. And I'm pretty sure it was 7-0. It might have been 7-3. I don't remember. But, I mean, Kessler, he was – Dropping back, find his receivers. Um, he hit that rookie tight end the valve for a touchdown, like pretty nice ball. And so at this point, Cody Kessler is like nine of fifteen for a touchdown, and and that's it. No picks, no anything like that. But it was a very slow game. Like there was a lot of like three and outs and stuff. And then, then I remember that guy that we knew from school saw me sitting at the bar. He came talk to me for what seemed like forever. And <laughs> when I turned my head to look at the game, I see McCowns in. And I was like, oh, man, Kessler must have got hurt or something. So then they show Kessler on the sideline, and he's just wearing the earpiece. And... So I, then I went on RNFL, went on the subreddit, see in the game thread what's going on, and everyone was saying, why is Kessler not in the game? Is he hurt? What's going on? And then they said something about how Hugh Jackson thought that McCown would have been better at running a faster-paced tempo for the offense. But, like... Even though they had a lead at halftime. You can't do that no. to a rookie quarterback. You just like, shattered him. Like, what... Like, it's basically one of those things where, like... uh 
like I mean you've seen it before where a player's playing and like a player gets a shot and then the coach says you know you haven't done anything wrong but we're gonna go back to this guy yeah and that's like the shittiest feeling in the world I saw it first hand. yeah exactly and it's like the worst feeling in the world so so I was like how could how could Kessler ever trust this coaching staff ever again? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's one of those things where it's like, where he could have just literally went up and said, Coach, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know? I thought I was getting my shot, and I thought I was doing, you know, a decent opportunity, you know, against a division rival to show what I have. And, you know, he, was t- he took his shots, you know, that pass that he threw at me, and it was a – it was a nice pass. It wasn't like a little five-yard dink and dunk. No. Like, it was a nice over-the-shoulder pass into the end zone. And I, I just I, – I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I know it's really fun and popular to make fun of the Browns for being having incompetent coaches in the front office, but – This is this is a pretty obvious testament to how incompetent Hugh Jackson might actually be yeah, it just, as head coach. It, it didn't make – it made no sense. I still, like – there's no excuse for what he did to him. No. And to me, Kessler could be a quality quarterback one day. You know, if hopefully he said that Kessler's still the quarterback, but is Kessler thinking, okay, well, if I have three straight three and outs, are you going to do it to me again? Yeah. You know, That's going to be in, a, in the back of his head the entire time he's on the field. Exactly. And, like – you already know what you have in McCown, and it, it's good that the Browns lost because McCown came in and immediately threw two interceptions. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, prove a point. Then Hugh Jackson said he doesn't believe in taking a guy out after he puts him in. So that's why he didn't put Kessler back in the game. Some, uh, so, so, so stupid. Some fun things. Some fun things to remember about the Cleveland Browns. Um, Seven QBs later, Johnny Manziel is still the last Cleveland Browns quarterback to win a game. Yeah. yeah. There's an application that has been submitted to the city of Cleveland for a public parade to celebrate a Browns 0-16 season. First team since the Lions to do it. <laughs> it, it it's got to happen at this point. Oh, yeah. The and Ravens are usually the trap game they win. Yeah, and uh, with, today, or with Thursday's loss, Cleveland has clinched a losing season for the ninth year in a row. So yeah, something's got to be they done. They had a losing season before that. Well, yeah, no, but in, in a row. Right. No, I mean, they had a losing season this year already because they're 0-10 now. Mm-hmm. That's so they've had a losing season for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a good. But moral of the story being, yeah, something's got to be done. I mean, you know what? You know what's a really sad thing that makes me really sad? I'm going to talk about my feelings for a second. I'm suspended like, like OBJ. I'm going to be suspended. What? Hurt feelings. Four or six weeks. No, um, man. There's like that. You know, there's that one like grandpa in Cleveland who like every year thinks this is the Browns, <laughs> and it breaks my heart that it's never gonna be because that coaching organization just can't get its head out of its ass. No, they're basically <laughs> the Cubs of the NFL. You know, yeah, the Cubs won the World Series. Well, I don't know if you knew. It's gonna take like a hundred <laughs> years for the Browns to do it, though. So, you know who the quarterback was that year that they went. Uh, the last time they had a winning record? Uh, Derek Anderson. Yeah, in the 10-6 and didn't make the playoffs. Yep. It just makes me sad knowing that there's that one, there's that one grandpa who like is, and it just, I've painted this whole scenario, man, his son doesn't care about, his son doesn't really care about <laughs> football, you know, like, he's like a 40-year-old man from Cleveland, and he's just like, Dad, we're never going to win, and like, all he's ever wanted is to watch a game with his son, and he has a feeling that if he watches a game with his son, they'll win. But his son doesn't watch his son doesn't watch. You did this, Cleveland Browns coaching staff. You did this. You did this to you that set poor the old man. Up. There's and that's that's too that's too too big a scenario for it to not be happening right now in the yeah, city really. of Cleveland. Uh Cleveland's not too worried about the Browns right now, probably. No, they all became they all became Cavs fans. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Indians fans, I guess. Eh. Until last week. These guys are scrubs. <laughs> Can't even win a World Series. Get good. They finally changed their name, though. To the Caucasians? No. Oh. To the Clevelanders. The Cleveland Clevelanders. Well, I mean, it can't, it's not worse than the Browns. The Cleveland Steamers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Delicious. That's 
Not too far off, man. Let's be fair. So, like, some of my favorite teams to watch are off this week, and that kind of sucks. Raiders. Raiders, Colts, Lions. Like, I like watching the Lions. Matt Stafford's fun to watch. Matt? I like watching the Raiders. I like watching the – well, obviously, I like watching the Colts, even though I really hate watching the Colts. Um, I like watching the Packers, except for today. Nah, fuck the Packers. Man. Stafford saved, like, the city of Detroit. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Sure, like, the Red Wings losing all the time. Like every, every everyone in the city of Detroit owns a gun. You Stafford about, keeps the finger off the trigger. When you think about Stafford's path to where he is now, though, it, it's just really weird because it never works out like that for people like no. him. Number one overall high school prospect, five star, true freshman starter, eighteen years old, and then Pro Bowl quarterback. Never ever happens. It's gonna happen again with a Georgia quarterback, though. They, they, I find it weird that they brought him up on NFL Network. They did? Yeah. While they were talking to Stafford, they were like, you know. Because uh, he, he's almost identical. Yeah, they like, uh, <laughs> so they, they got this Jacob Eason kid, you know, true freshman starter. You know, you remember who the last true freshman starter was and, like, where he ended up? And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Murray went in true freshman starter? No, him and Mettenberry both redshirted. Oh, uh, okay. And then Mettenberry got kicked off his redshirt year. Right. It's like it's pretty insane to like think like if he wouldn't have like been an asshole and sexually assaulted somebody, yeah, where their careers would have ended up because he probably would have started over Murray. So what does Murray do at that point? Transfer out and go maybe to some JUCO, and then probably wind up at like Georgia Tech or something. He could have ended up at LSU, just maybe. like Mettenberger did. Maybe. Matt Stafford looks like TJ L- TJ Miller. Kinda. He kind of does. This effort looks it's so much the, like TJ the smile, the teeth. Yeah. The teeth do it. Just look at that guy, and I'm expecting him to talk like Fred from Big Hero 6. Stafford still uh, goes to frat parties. <laughs> looks like he still goes. Stafford, look, Stafford. Stafford looks like he's like, there's that one guy in a, in a frat just at Georgia. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, my brother came here, and now he's a quarterback. <laughs> And like no one believes him, He's and then all douche. of a sudden one day he shows up with him, and he just like he hits on all like the twenty-one-year-olds. Stafford's the guy. He's the douche that wears backwards hats. Stafford's the guy that when he, when he <laughs> talks to know. chicks, he just says, "So." Nobody sounds like T.J. Elliott, so he's like, "Hey, what's up? Do you know I played football? I'm being MVP." T.J. Elliott or T.J. Miller? Not T.J. Elliott. T.J. Miller. I'm sorry. I was confused. I don't know why I keep thinking like. No, I keep thinking of TJ Elliott. These are leather seat covers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh god. But, yeah, I need to. Speaking oh. of speaking of football players who look like other people, Harry Connick Jr. is returning to the Cowboys. We were talking about this earlier. By Harry mm. Connick Jr. I mean Tony Romo. My mistake. Yeah. They look. He looks like he looks like a love child of Thomas Hayden Church, Harry Connick Jr. and John Bon Jovi. That's just what he looks like. No, All not right, Romo, buddy. Aikman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got my notes mixed up. I'm talking about Troy Aikman. My mistake. Um, I wanted to ask, what do y'all think they should do when Romo comes back? Dak uh, Prescott. If they're still winning, keep Dak. Dak Prescott. See, They've already won more, more games this season than they won all last season. This is what I believe. I believe that Tony Romo and Dak Prescott both as far as, I mean, Prescott's younger. He has more athleticism. I'll give him that. But there's something that Dak Prescott doesn't have that Tony Romo has. Experience? Tony Romo is basically... A glass spine? Well, that is true. <laughs> but Tony Romo is basically... He's a yes. coach on the field. Play Paxton! Oh, yeah, they're probably going to play it. No, they're not going to play him. But Tony Romo is like a coach on the field. Yeah. He... There's... Like... Dak sometimes looks like a rookie and sometimes he doesn't but there was a a thing that showed Romo was on the sideline for a game and he saw the defense line up and he said shit this play is not going to work oh yeah I saw that and that's something that you can't teach and that well technically you can well I mean eventually Dax probably going to be able to do that. Well, there's some quarterbacks where 
like that I, Dak's probably not to the point where he unless he's scrambling where he's improvising he probably has his one read and that's what he looks to first and right. that's what he's going to throw to I feel like Romo Romo does progress through his reads. He can make pre-snap decisions and all that. I eventually, like, I think Dak's going to be able to do that. But I think you run the risk if I don't think. Well, I don't think it's the same thing with Kessler, where you destroy his confidence because Dak has publicly said that he knows it's not his team. Well, yeah. Because it'd be like, but that, it'd be like Brees getting hurt and then Garrett Grayson winning five games in a row, like I. I think it's different than what it was because a lot of people like to compare it with Brady and Bledsoe. I think it's different because Bledsoe wasn't as talented as Romo was. Yeah. yeah, but do you want the guy who who can call? Like, here's the thing about Romo, is that Romo can call a play from the side, a play fail from the sideline. Can he call a play fail from the pocket? Yeah, I, I yeah. believe he can. I just the same way that I feel like him and Aaron Rodgers are like two of the most underrated mobile quarterbacks and, yeah. and that's how shit. they've already won more games this season there's another number two underrated man. mobile quarterback number two well, Drew Brees no. well last year I don't think it was more the I know they, they won more games this year than last year but I think a big part is Morris Claiborne yeah playing better and even he's out right now and he's out right yeah, now four to six weeks broken last year their defense was out. horrendous yeah and their was. defense is incredible this year yeah. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Right. It's a big reason. People talk shit all day about how McFadden ran for a thousand yards. McFadden wasn't having the season Elliott's having. Elliott. So it's yeah. not even about the offensive line. Elliott's about, already close to a thousand yards. It's about pure talent yeah. at this point. Which also I completed. Someone said that on NFL Network. I can't remember which anchor said that Elliott. They believe Elliott is has more talent than Emmitt Smith and Tony. Uh, not, yeah, Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't believe that. He might be able to do everything. He he might be able to do more than any of those guys, but I don't think he's better at anything they did. No, I I just feel like you know I, mean? I I just feel like Romo should still be the guy. I mean, at at the end of the season, if they want to get rid of Romo, that's fine. If yeah. They want to just roll with Dak, but I think for this season, like. But I mean, if you if when they get to the playoffs, it's not like you can play Romo. And say, yeah, well, Romo's had playoff success because he really hasn't. He has, well, he has and he hasn't. He, he's let's, won a few games, but he's he's lost more than he's won. Hasn't but let's be real, he the pack the, the Cowboys should have played for an NFC Championship two years ago. The better team lost that day yeah. against the Packers. Right, but I think I think in that situation, the Cowboys go in and get reamed by the Seahawks. And see, I don't think that because that was the year that they went in and destroyed the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, true. Well, but I mean, we're playing the what-if game. This isn't the NFL. It's true. We are. And also, um, some about quarterbacks as well. Uh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Um, I remember when we first predicted that he – you predicted he wouldn't even play this year. Yeah, I did. But also that that was also keeping Bradford on the roster yeah. too. I went back and listened to that one. Uh, I think Wentz. I know everybody went crazy for him for the first three weeks. I think Wentz is going to have a very Matt Stafford like career. I think he's going like, to be more Alex Smithish, but stay on the same team at least. I think he's just gonna, like fly under the radar, have his moments, have his moments where people call for him to be elite. And just be like, just a, a very good quarterback, never elite. Probably one of those guys that'll end up in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Like kind of like Alex Smith. Alex Smith yeah. would be in the Hall of Very Good. Which which isn't a big issue because that's a that's the kind of player that Donovan McNabb was, and he brought him to a Super Bowl. Donovan McNabb would have been to the Hall of Fame if they'd have won that Super Bowl, I believe. I don't think so. I don't think he had. I don't think he had padded stats throughout his career. Plus, he hurt himself with his last few years. Well, After like, he got traded, he got... Well, Super Bowl reason, like, if 04, if Falcons win the Super Bowl in 04, Michael Vick probably gets in the Hall of Fame. Mm. 
Cause I think a Super Bowl ring changes everything. Tony Romo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for when he retires. Well, yeah, but, but that, he but won't. Mike Vick's not the same player as Tony Romo. He right. didn't have the longevity Tony Romo had. He, he didn't have the. He didn't have the. Um, but Romo don't have the records Vick has either. But yeah, exactly. Police record too. No. Oh. <laughs> have you read? But Vick's not a bad guy. No, he's not. But controversy is a big is a major thing. Except for the whole dog fighting thing. Yeah, it's it's a product of where it, it honestly yeah, was a product of where he grew Mexico up. Thing. It really is a product of where he grew up because well, yeah. where I grew up at, where my cousins lived, I thought it was normal for them to fight roosters and shit. Yeah, I didn't think nothing of it. The same way he thought nothing of fighting dogs, and it's not like he was the one that personally walked up and drowned dogs and shit. He w- yeah. it was at a house that it wasn't at like his main house. I think it was just at a house that he owned. Yeah, it was a house in his name. Yeah. Uh, that's ultimately why he only got two years. Um, because there was no evidence of him doing anything just on his property. But I believe I think when you're talking about like like if say if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, um, and Romo ends up being the quarterback to win it for them, like see Breeze Breeze without a Super Bowl, I don't know if he gets in. And if he well, does, yeah, it, if his, he, all his five thousand yard seasons and stuff like that. Yeah, does yeah. It. If he no, if he does, it's not first ballot. It's no, gonna be a while. Now, right now, he's a first. Right guy. now, he'll get in. Oh, right now, right away. Right now, Breeze is working his way into the top five quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I don't. I'm not I'd saying say he's already there. I'm saying now he, he is, but without his, his Super Bowl helps, just like right. with Aaron Rodgers, his Super Bowl helps, even though he's gonna go no matter what. Um, I'm just saying the ring helps. A ring for Donovan McNabb would help his case. So right. I'm saying. It might be uh, twenty. For, it might be twenty years from now. Philip Rivers. I was about to say Philip Rivers is probably the ultimate case for this. Philip Rivers is probably a Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to be scarred by not having a, a Super Bowl. Eli Manning's only going to get in because he has two. Two pretty much automatically gets you in. Yeah. Which is why, like, like if Russell Wilson wins one in the next two years, he's like almost automatically a Hall of Fame quarterback. Pretty. I mean, pretty much. I mean, if you win two Super Bowls, I mean. I don't think Eli like Eli's that talented. No, but I mean he's a good quarterback. He's above average. He's he's an average quarterback that comes in clutch when they really need him. And then there's some guys that if Smith wins a Super Bowl, he probably still doesn't get in. No, but but if he wins two, yeah, he gets in. Yeah. Um. You think Big, you think Big Ben's the first ballot guy? Yeah, okay. I think he is. Two two rings. But, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Two rings, it, best quarterback in Steelers history. Easy. Well, yeah, that's not that hard, yeah. though. Yeah, but who does he – like, who's he competing with? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw was garbage. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Whenever you can say you're the best quarterback in the history of a franchise, I mean, you could probably get in. Okay, Fair enough. So, Matt Schaub is a Hall of Famer? Huh? <laughs> that's a brand that, – that, that team's <laughs> – like almost the same age as me, that don't count. Vinny Testaverde? For who? Uh, not uh, Vinny Testaverde. Um, fuck Jake Delon. Jake Delon. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cam Newton. All right. Yeah. But Jake, Jake Delon's finest moment was as a, as a as a Saints quarterback when we uh, yeah. when he told her lack of it. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I told that story last week, and I just I will never get over that. James Winston's already the best Buccaneers quarterback ever. Yeah, but who's he really going up against? Steve Young? Steve Young. <laughs> I can I can kinda see though what you mean that like you need a super you need a Super Bowl to be first ballot. And, I mean Dan Marino is the the case for that. Dan Marino didn't get inducted until he was forty five and like far past retired and it was in two thousand five that he was put in the Hall of Fame. Um so Alex Smith? Best in Chiefs history? Yeah, Joe Montana didn't do anything when he was in Kansas City. No, he's not the best in Chiefs history. Who the fuck else is? I can't remember his name, but it was was an older guy. The guy that went to the Super Bowl? Back in the gap. Yeah. Um, Shit, who's the best quarterback in Raiders history? Kenny Stabler? Buy Raiders gear. Jake the Snake? Nice. No. Uh, It's probably Ken Stabler. Or, uh... Rich, Rich Plunk, Gannon? Plunkett won a couple Super Bowls, I think, with them. Jim Plunkett. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you can argue Rich Gannon, probably. 
Here we go. And I've, off that MVP season. Jets, Joe Namath. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't had a 4,000-yard passer. Uh, Since him. I think no matter what, at the end of the day, no matter what Rodgers does for the rest of his career, it's still going to be far for the Packers always. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, there was a, there was a three year span where Aaron Rodgers was looking like the best quarterback that ever played football. But like far mathematically, I mean, Favre has the yeah. the pizzazz. Yeah, there's something about Favre. Rodgers is just a Viking forever. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Viking Vikings legend Brett Favre, just like Eagles legend <laughs> Frank Gore. You know, Kurt Warner might be the best quarterback for uh, the Rams and the Cardinals. Two, two franchises. And the Giants? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. David Carr. Best Giants quarterback. Who do you think it would be for the Eagles? McNabb, probably. Uh, uh, Bring it back to Cunningham. Me. I think it would be uh, Cunningham or Jaworski, probably. You can make the case for McNabb, though. Uh. Can't miss wins. Easy. What about Redskins? Uh, Who is naming Theisman? Uh, mm, maybe if his his career doesn't doesn't get ended. I think I'll go with Sligan Sammy Ball. Who's the guy that uh, won the quarterback? Doug Peterson. Doug Peter. No. Hey. Doug. Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Yeah. Doug Peterson's the Eagles coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doug Williams. Uh, I mean, he won what two Super Bowls with the Redskins? One. But okay. he's the first black quarterback to ever do it. Right. So maybe him. Um, I, I feel like we need Purnell to talk about this one. I feel like because there's no recent Redskins quarterback other than maybe uh, what uh, Rex Grossman. Giants is Sims or Eli. Eli, I give it to Eli. But I, I obviously hate Phil Sims, so. Cowboy, Cowboys have three I, that you could all pretty much put together. I mean, Staubach, Aikman, Romo. I wouldn't put Aikman. I'd, I'd argue Staubach and Romo, but I'd, back, I'd say Romo. Bring back my failed joke from earlier. Do you mean do you mean Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah. There we go. Now I got that joke off, I can die happy. <laughs> um, Here's a question for you. Best. best Elway or Peyton? Peyton. For uh, career, like Bron- Broncos career, Elway. Prime Peyton, fuck yeah. Yeah, but he was a Colt in his prime. Yeah, he was. So yeah. you're talking. Oh, oh, y'all still talking yeah, about? No, best? we're still talking about yeah. franchise. Oh, franchise. I think you're talking about. So you gotta oh. go Elway because just because of his longevity and yeah, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, Cam Newton. Yeah, Elway. <laughs> uh, and here we see <laughs> the, the American bear, the American black bear, no, the American black bear, the American black. He's so big. <laughs> Why is your quarterback that size? Um, <laughs> best best quarterback in Colts history. Curtis Painter. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it to Curtis. There's been no no other quarterback has ever been any kind of anything for the Indianapolis Colts. So, would you consider Unitas uh, for the Ravens, the Colts, or just Baltimore the Colts? Like, like, would you put him and Joe Flacco in the same conversation? I thought his name was pronounced Unitaw, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Unitaw? Unitaw! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Johnny Unitaw. Hey, my name's Johnny Unitaw. I play for Baltimore. I don't know if that's what people from Baltimore sound like. But that's it. Fuck it. Sounds yes. awesome. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I still refer to him. You can fight me if you think otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah, no, there goes yeah. DeMarco Murray. That 75-yard touchdown from earlier. Britt probably rewatched that seven times. Probably. <laughs> the thing is, I think, I think Testaverde did better for, for Baltimore than than United did. Well, uh, United's kind of won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did, but I think. But that, Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Trent Dilfer. Uh. What For the mean? Ravens, it's got to be Flacco. There's really no one else. But you know what's funny? At this point, I think the I think the Ravens made the wrong decision on the on quarterback at this point. 
I think they should have kept Tyrod Taylor and let Flacco go. The only reason, Flacco, I mean, no, I don't have anything against Flacco, but he got paid for that for four. Uh, yeah, games. he got paid for four games. Yeah. I don't have anything against Flacco. I just Flacco is just so. I don't have anything against him as a football player. Just as a human being, he's like the exact opposite of someone I want to be friends with. Flacco seems Flacco seems like that guy who like brags about buying all-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash. <laughs> I think my dad does that. That's all right, though. He's allowed to. He's my dad. Dad does what he wants. True. Papa Nicholson. <laughs> no, Flacco seems like he's super rich and can afford all those things, and he still buys all in one because he's a crafty consumer. But did you hear about where he went at, right after he signed his contract? Where was that? McDonald's. Yeah. That's what I'd do. I want 9,000 <laughs> quarter pounders and a I, large fry. I did read I think he spent like $121 on like McDoubles. With <laughs> 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 like. Dude, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you get like drafted to a new team and you want to make a good impression, just walk in there with a bunch of hot and spicies. You guys want some hot spicies? Instant, instant everyone's friend. Oh, we got Miss Jemima's witnesses. I want some pancakes. <laughs> um, God, I'm hungry. Who's the best quarterback in Saints history, though? That's not Kenny Stabler. Brooks. Kenny Stabler. Jake Dello. Kenny Stabler is the only one in the Hall of Fame, so. Jeff Blake. Uh,. Aaron Brooks, obviously. JT O'Sullivan. You could possibly argue Archie Manning, but Drew Brees obviously is. Jamie yeah. Martin. Chase Daniel. Every now and then I forget that he's not in the Hall of Fame. And then I'm like, wait, we're talking about Hall of Fame? And then I'm like, oh no, he's just... Never mind, he's, he's gonna be. Mark oh. Brunel. Drew. Oh, yeah. Um, NFL's considering Brunel. fewer commercials. Good. Yeah, yeah they're, con- uh, they're considering fewer commercials. Which, to be I'm, honest I'm with you... I'm tired of the commercial... Touchdown, commercial, extra point, commercial, kickoff, commercial. Yeah. That's old. Well, because their ratings suck right now because, well, yeah. yeah, there's all that stuff. Also the same commercial seven times a game. God. Although, it, here's the thing is, like, part of the fun of watching the Super Bowl is everybody brings their A game as far as commercials go. Yeah, and the rest of the time it's just the same seven commercials over and over. So it's this interesting, it's this interesting thing where it's like a, it's a catch-22, right? Because... You lower commercials and people start watching regular season football again. Yeah. But then you lower commercials and the, the Super Bowl. I remember before I liked before I liked football. No, I think you can Super keep them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like I think if they lowered commercials for regulation games, a my Sundays would be less stressful. I wouldn't have to stay up till you know yeah. eleven thirty, and B, and B, which makes me sound like an old <laughs> old human being. Um, no, but then and B like. It just, I don't know, it'd just be so much more interesting. Granted, it, it gives a lot of time for analysis, you know? Like, yeah, so but you also don't get to, uh, like, it's just too much of a break in the game. Yeah. And the whole fluidity of it. And thanks to stuff like the NFL Sunday ticket and NFL Red Zone. NFL Sunday ticket. This is why I, I love Red Zone. I've had Red Zone on since we started this podcast. There hasn't been one commercial. Not a single one. We've watched, like, four games. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the NFL. I don't know. They're, they're considering that. I think. I think the falling ratings is just a, a direct result of. Is the Kaepernick thing and like. I really. I don't feel like the Kaepernick thing really mattered all that much. It, it mattered more than you think. I know a lot of yeah. people who, when he did that, they were refusing. They blamed the entire NFL, despite the fact that you had a lot of NFL players come out and, and deny. They were like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna denounce that." It, yeah. We're not. We're not like that, you know. Despite the fact that you had, you had all these uber patriots who were just like, "Nope, one of you guys did it, and all of you guys got to pay." Yeah, but that's stupid. I've watched more football this season than I've watched in forever. I don't because really, this damn show. I don't really <laughs> want to comment that much about that. But what I hate is he did something that didn't hurt nobody, and people bitched. Yeah. That and it was something that didn't hurt no one. Yeah. And it was a peaceful protest. And nobody even, and nobody even, like, he did it two games before anyone started asking about how to kill yourself, Mason Crosby. Uh, wow. Wow. Harsh. But he's Don't getting put in Party the, he, he gets put in the same category as the people who riot and stuff. Yeah. And actually do hurt other people, and I don't think that's fair. Wow. That was a touchdown. It was a hell of a touchdown. Don't pat Jay, Jay Cutler on the back. He didn't do shit I just, for that. The Bears are 2-6, and six and they ended the Vikings' perfect season. Brett Favre's memory is just... Brett Favre's, <laughs> Brett Favre's living ghost is just, like, rolling Brett, around in its, in its Brett flesh. Brett Favre's rolling in his recliner. <laughs> Brett Favre's living ghost is rolling around in its flesh coffin. <laughs> He's rolling around in his deer stand. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Vikings. <laughs> just, 
we're, we've let you down, Brett Favre. Oh, God. Eh? Uh, I just... That's all I got for today. It's, not all, it's probably all I got. I could probably go on with... I mean, we can sit here and watch football and talk for the next seven hours, but I'm going to hate my life if I do that. Coming at you live. But you know what we should, you know what, you know it'd be really fun, and no one's ever thought of it before, I swear to you. We could take games and we could mute them. We could do a live stream where we, we commentate the game. I, try, I was going to do that for the Super Bowl, but I was by myself and that wasn't going to happen. Oh, yeah. You kidding, man? If you're ever alone for the Super Bowl, just give me a little call to call. Right, but this was before I was actually like. Just tip tap and text at me. You just tip tap a little text message at me and be like, "Come on, watch the Super Bowl." True. <laughs> I was uh, in my apartment. Holy shit, man! Life sure does go by fast. Yeah. Um, ah. One more little side note in sports. I said I'd say it, and I sw- I'm gonna say it. Finally. And this is sports because it's it's kung fu and other shit. Oh, After God. 56 years and 200 films, Jackie Chan has finally been awarded his Lifetime Achievement Oscar. Thank you, Jackie Chan. Who am I? Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'll ever see he's standing on top of a statue. Who am I? You don't do that. That's that's how I. That's how I do. That's how I cope. <laughs> coping method. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's all I've got. Alright, Luke, anything to add? No, sir. Fuck you. Aw, we're very hostile here. Hey, you're gonna be back next week, too, huh? No. Oh, no. One week, Luke? Sure you will. Sure you will. I don't know. <laughs> sure you will. Alright, well, that's Barstow Coaches. Thanks for listening. <laughs>